Welcome to Two Chicks Talk Writing. I'm Isabella. And I'm McGee. Welcome to our show. So, hey, McGee, let's talk about the changing face of conferences. So during the pandemic, I think everybody was scrambling to figure out whether they could make a conference work. Um, I've actually attended uh, conferences, as you know, Colexicon put on a, a conference virtual mm-hmm. and uh, they set it up kind of in the same way you would set up a normal conference. So my question to you is, should an attendee be expected to pay for a Zoom conference? I don't think so. I really don't. Um, unless there's access to something that you just cannot get anywhere else. You know, when I get some of these organizations, are, they're a nonprofit for sure. You know, their finances are dependent on a certain amount of cash flow from events that they might host or, or what have you. And I have no knowledge of any of the inner workings of any of those kind of organizations. So I really can't say, but, uh, but I know as far as signing up to go to Clexicon, you know, if you'd have wanted me to pay, I'd have been like, uh, you know, I got stuff I can watch on Netflix. I don't need to watch this, you know? So um, there has to be somebody who I really want to hear, you know, speak before I would start to pry my wallet open. But I'm a so cheapskate. You'd have to have a big star, or a big author, or somebody that's really going to uh, be engaging. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think about the reasons that I've gone to conventions in the past, and some have been purely um, stargazing, you know, going to the, you know, the Star Trek conventions, and I want a signed autograph from, you know, whoever. And so I think that there's that element. Um, but as a person who like I said, I don't know the inner workings. If I'm planning a conference and that's one of the elements I want to have, that's great. But what what else is going to be going on and how else to do that? And I tend to go to ones now that are more um, educational. I'm trying to learn some things, um, maybe teach some things, you know, meet, meet, meet people, networking, all that, all that kind of stuff and just getting fired up about it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really hard with writers, though, because there are a whole bunch of introverts. It's like being at a seventh grade dance and all the kids are around the outside of the gym and like three kids are in the middle. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And, you know, it's it's, uh, you know, so it's it's uh, probably a challenge. (laughs) So do you think that the Zoom element, once everything starts coming off and and we go to conferences and and we'll talk about why, you know, we both of us, why we go to conferences and what is it Mm -hmm. about a conference that makes us want to attend. Do you think that that virtual element is ever going to go away now? I don't think it will because you, you still have people that are on the East coast or on the West coast, people in international, you know, trying to attend events. There are international things that I see come up on Facebook groups. I'm like, Oh, I would love to, Oh crap. You know, it's, it's in, you know, the UK or it's in Australia or, you know, whatever. So um, if there was a way for me as a international patron to uh, be involved with some of it or to see some of it, there's some things I would be interested to, uh, to be involved with. So I think, 
whatever your your platform is, you know, that whole um, technology of connectedness, we know what that feels like now. We want to be connected. We want to ask live questions in the chat room. We want to get that feedback. And so I, I think that's going to continue to be a thing. Yeah. Have you been to any successful virtual conferences? Because there's been a ton of them throughout the last year. Have yes. you ever been to any successful ones? Successful. What is successful? I guess to define success very tightly as did it meet the needs I thought I was going to have of that particular conference? Yes, I've had some that, you know, where they had a speaker given a, a lecture on a certain topic and that's what I wanted to hear about. That was very satisfying for me. Times when they had panels that were different topics was kind of mixed. Um, sometimes it seemed like they forgot why they even had a topic and they were so busy amusing each other that, you know, the rest of us were having a nap. So, you know, I would say that was an, a non-success event for them. You know, you're, I've actually you're, been to face-to-face -face conferences where that's happened. So yes, I was going to say I can name yeah. somewhere that's happened as well. And there's right. a whole a whole room full of people going, and you know the people in the front of the room are hooting it up. So um, right. yeah, that can happen anywhere, I suppose, for sure. Yeah, I think that if I was to give any advice to somebody who's considering going to conferences, is to figure out what it is you want to get out of it. Exactly. Why are you going? What do you hope to get out of it? Is it, you know, we talk, we've both been involved in work conferences where, you know, you're really going there to network with people. You might learn something or, you know, maybe, maybe it's a, there's a change in rules and you've got to learn about it. And this is kind of one of the biggest ways they can reach people. People really need to think about why they're going because there's so much involved in going to a conference. If there's travel, there's food, there's lodging, there's the actual conference expense. And I think people really need to think about why am I going? What's, right. What am I going to get out of this? Right. And when we had a small business, we always went to our industry conferences for, for two different reasons, particularly. One was to get a great deal on product that we needed. And two was to, you know, keep up to date. What's the latest and greatest? What's the, you know, the, the so uh, there's always an educational element uh, involved with it. And typically they would charge to go to any of those events that were an educational thing. And the, the, the vendor floor was free. So there were people who went and that's all they did was hit the vendor floor. And then, you know, maybe the dinner and, and, and for sure the drinks at the, at the bar, but, uh, so those free I, drink tickets that were included in your, uh, yeah, it was a lot of money to travel to. And like you say, the food is a thing. If you're, if you're at, if you have to stay at the event hotel, because transportation's an issue and it's very expensive and the meal that may be included, is it any good? Or you can end up at the subway down the street or something. Sounds like you're speaking from experience there. It's sweet, but yeah, we may have had to do that. And you know, how are you going to get out of your crap home? You know, once you get all these <laughs> buy all these books and get all these samples, you know, all this product that you had to have. And, right. you know, now are you going to ship it? And, you know, what do you, what do you can do? So, you know, those are some logistical stuff that should be covered on the conference website. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to travel, are you going to rent a car? Yeah. Is there a taxi service or an Uber or is there, uh, you know, a service from the airport to the hotel? Mm -hmm. you know, those all involve costs. 
And so Mm -hmm. uh, I went to the Mystery Writers of America, which I'm a member of, and we went to St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. And I met Karen Slaughter. I did a a couple of presentations. And then I attended a lot of presentations. And they were, you know, most, most of the presentations were kind of those meet and greet, you know, the ask the author kind of panels mm-hmm. wasn't so much craft. It was more of a reader and author event. And one of the things that they was really great was they, they actually set up a whole mailing service that you could go down, take all your books that you had purchased, your autographed books from Karen Slaughter. And I forget, uh, JD, Rob, I think JD Rob was there, a ton of people. And you could take all your books down. They would sh- pack them up and ship them home for you so you didn't have to worry about lugging them on a, on a plane or, oh, my God, mm-hmm. how am I going to get these back? I had a roommate at a convention one time that, that as we were unpacking in the room, she unpacked her, a whole suitcase of just cartons. And she had all of them pre-labeled and ready to go because it was going to cost her 30 bucks a piece to ship them from the, the, the concierge or she could lug them to wherever. So she was getting an Uber and taking all her boxes. Or, she was a hoot. She had it worked out though, man. She was the queen of conferences. So, For example, in the Sisters in Crime conference that they have, you can go and shoot guns. You go to learn about blood splatter. You go in and they set up, you know, mock crime scenes and you have to try and figure out, you know, what was the, what was the weapon that was used? Why did you pick that? They had defensive driving. They had all of these, we got really to tour. Cool of, stuff. <laughs> right. We got to attend a federal, we went, we went into a federal penitentiary, you know, mm-hmm. and walked through the federal penitentiary. Um, there were a few well-known authors that went with us and they were just average Joes, Mm -hmm. but it was great because we got so much material and they set up a bookstore where you could go in and either buy the author's books and have them sign them. But you could also get a lot of reference material that were, that were being used in the classes that they taught. So I bought, I got a box, got all this reference material and books, signed books and everything. And I went to, uh, we drove to the Office Depot store and I boxed them up and shipped them home and they made it home just fine. Now the box I shipped up from my Mystery Writers Conference, I have never seen since. Nope. Somebody thought it looked really cool at the post office. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, it does kind of beg the question. Uh, what is the purpose of the convention? And I think it circles back around to that. And how do you motivate people to go? You know, I've been to some where they have costume contests and all kinds. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things that they had a, they had an entertainment thing. You know, one of the Star Trek ones, they had two of the actors did a live play. You know, they carried the book around the stage because they didn't know any of the lines. They had an ice cream social. I'm not sure what the real point of that was, but um, I like ice cream. What is it that people are going for? And if it's readers to meet authors and authors to meet readers, that's one slice. But the education tracks, you know, have always been something that's been any, any convention I've gone to, it seems there's always some type of right um, presentation. What some conferences can do for themselves is set up their schedule way in advance so that people can figure out whether they want to go or not. 
some conferences don't put out a schedule until after you've probably registered mm -hmm. because you know they they lure you with that hey register a year out in advance and get whatever 20 percent off the conference right. and you're like but i don't even know who's going to be there maybe i don't want to go i want to know what's going on who's going to be there and so i think that uh, a conference can do itself some favors by you know putting a schedule together or at least getting some input from everybody so that people know what's going to be offered you know some of the best conferences i've gone to we don't do this at lclc just so everybody knows some of the best conferences i've gone to have had those tracks laid out rwa you know has a craft track and has a business track and has different tracks but it's mostly for industry for writers editors mm -hmm. uh, publishers agents things like that you know where sisters in crime is also more heavily dominated by learning and teaching and things like that mm -hmm. um and so they do have awards and so i guess it, the conference needs to define what it is first mm -hmm. rwa they had a day that was supposed to be uh, where people could sign get books signed and stuff and it was really not intended that readers would attend except for that day right. there wasn't anything for them to do i've done the literary event twice and they donate all the proceeds to charity Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, you're right. It's not necessarily for readers. It's more for writers. Definitely the book con, um, you know, from the, from the Romance Times event was definitely set up for readers. They had tracks for authors, but right. um, it was pretty much a reader event. And that was fun to do both sides of it. I really enjoyed, um, I went predominantly as a reader to begin with. It was it was fun to meet all of the different authors and see how some of them really got into their character of brand, so to speak. So right, um, I did. Uh, I actually went to that one as well, and I did the uh, boot camp writers mm -hmm. boot camp that they had before the conference, mm -hmm. which was great because it was two or three days of solid, you know, nine o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the afternoon, learning, teaching, mm -hmm. craft. I mean, it was it was great. I took a lot away from that. They gave us a lot of materials too. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, they sell books because they write these books that sell at conferences. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I agree. I don't, I don't think that the virtual side of it's gone. And I think you're, in my opinion, I think you're right. And we're probably going to piss off a lot of conference, you know, <laughs> vendors and, and, and conference uh, people right now. I don't think as a virtual conference, you should charge for that. Because mm -hmm. I'm not getting the same conference experience sitting here in front of my computer as I would if I had to haul my happy butt out of bed, get dressed, go down to the conference floor, mix and mingle, you mm -hmm. know, sit through, eat the stale peanuts and punch and not that, you know, there's anything yeah. wrong with that. Right. But I do... I do think that there's something to be said about the face-to-face -face conference experience, especially mm -hmm. for people who want to do the meet and greets and, you know, sit around and, and sometimes you can shoot the shit with authors yeah. and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've seen conferences where they ask you to donate mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you want to donate five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever, um, I'm okay with that. I think that's okay.
-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that's okay. I just, I don't know what expenses are involved. I mean, I really don't because I know, um, you know, the platforms, um, if you're going to have something that goes out to a certain number of people, you've got to pony up, you know, so there are some expenses in, oh, involved sure. with that. But, um, but I, I do know people who go to the conventions and they do nothing but sit in the bar the whole time. <laughs> They're at 10 a.m. when they open. And, you know, that's their that's their event. They're happy as a clam. They have gone for no other purpose than a tax write-off and, you know, to say they've been to this uh, event. And if that's all they're expecting, then they're not disappointed. So they're not um, disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Well, I think that, so I, I, I would recommend people, because there's a lot of conferences out there and we're going to start getting into conference season. They're going to start coming back. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to start having you know, the push to get people butts in seats because it mm -hmm. costs money to put conferences on. Sure. Does. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, they're going to start, uh, they're going to start putting conferences together. And uh, my recommendation for people is to really look at the organization before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you decide to sign up for a conference. Because yeah. I think that uh, as we saw with RWA this past year, who went through some pretty um, explosive stuff, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, with its complete board resigning in one felt swoop and, you know, mm -hmm. some changes that they needed to make and they needed to be held accountable. And some people dropped out of the organization. I would be one of those. Yeah. I guess that I'm done. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did not because I think that with turmoil comes change, you know, without, without a challenge, there's no change. Mm -hmm. And if we can't challenge, you know, the, that, organization and question it, then I have a problem with that, you mm -hmm. know? And sometimes I think some of people need to stick around to hold them accountable to make sure that it doesn't fall back into that same old. We ended up at LCLC because a friend of ours that lived locally went and said, you gotta come. So, you know, that I think that's how conferences build as well. And, um, you know, the difference, how do you have an intimate group setting where people can share and not have that blow up because everybody brought 10 friends because it was great, you know, <laughs> and now it's not intimate anymore. So I, you know, I don't know the answers to those things. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. What do you do when you have a bad conference experience? Cause I think we've all been to conferences where we've had just the worst conference experience. Maybe it felt like you were in high school. Maybe it felt like you didn't know anybody. What, as a conference attendee, do you do when you're having a, and, and look, I know people yeah, are going to yeah. say, what did you do? Or how did you assert yourself? Or did you make an effort? And, you know, uh, let's not make assumptions here. You know, people who are uh, yeah, the one that I went to that I would not go back to, I won't mention particularly, but it just wasn't for me. You know, they had their, certainly many around me loved it, but it was not my thing. But I think there's certainly a um, a FOMO element, you know, so that fear of missing out where people think, oh, well, uh, you know, everybody's going, so I have to go. And some of the events, especially author events, you know, if you open up any any given newsletter, a lot of blogs, stuff, they'll list half a dozen writers events you can go to uh, local house retreats you can go to you know local conference things you can go across the country you can go out of out of the country there's just a whole lot of things to pick from so I think it circles back around to what are you looking for 
in this conference and um, right. you know are is your fan base there and you want to go meet fans or um boy that sounds pretentious when i say it out loud <laughs> Oh, uh, goodness. Uh, but, you know, are, are you going to, um, you know, help uh, like the fundraising? Are you going to sign books so they can, you know, it's an organization you support and you want to you want to be there for that? Or is it just coincidentally something that you might support? Or I guess they don't stink. So I'll send them money. I, you know, it, there's a lot of um, a lot of angles. But I think that pre-planning thing. Um, people have to understand what is the what is the point of this? I think you bring up a good point too because if you were going to an rwa style conference it's mm -hmm. a huge conference it's mm -hmm. huge right. it's easy to get lost in the mix mm -hmm. it's easy to feel out of place sometimes but it's also easy to blend in and and meet make acquaintances i've met people at uh, sisters in crime and rwa who were just phenomenal people. They were writers. We were all writers. We were all, um, you know, kind of working towards the same goal. Some people were at various stages of, uh, they weren't published yet, but they wanted to be. Some were self-pub, some were like you, hybrid, who had done both. Uh, some were fully published. So there was a, a plethora of experiences. And, and so I think that you have to decide, do you want a small intimate conference or do you want a big conference experience? Because those are two vastly different experiences mm -hmm. and neither are wrong. You just have to set your expectations differently, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes when we go to conferences, you know, we're a, we might be a big fish in our little pond, but then you go to some of these conferences and find out, honey, you're a minnow. You're not, not even, even a bit. Yeah. You're yeah. not even a fish yet. You're not even a fish, fish yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just a yeah. minnow. So there are people who are in various stages. And I think that, you know, that kind of uh, idea will set you up for a, either a really great experience or a really bad experience. Because mm -hmm. I've had both. I've had great experiences and I've had, this is no lie. I went all the way back to to Dallas for a big conference. This was, and I'm not going to name the conference, went to a big, big conference. We got a hotel, spent the day there, spent the night there. And the next day I said, I'm ready to go home. And we we're supposed to be there like three more days. So I've, I've, I've had that experience where I've gone to a conference and said, boy, this sucks. I am so over this. Let's go. Mm -hmm. and and literally rented a car we flew in we were supposed to fly out mm -hmm. and uh, rented a car and went home wow yeah so um and and you know you pay money for that too i didn't get my money back so when you you know it's bad when you mm -hmm. go to these conferences and you're like and you can keep my money and right. i'll make it back again thank you very right. much i've been to conferences where it's just been cold and frigid and nobody's friendly Mm -hmm. uh, I think as a as someone who hosts the conference yearly, that's kind of your job is to make everybody feel included. Mm -hmm. And that's probably one of the reasons why larger conferences kind of feel a little more sterile, mm -hmm. um, for lack of a better word, sterile. Mm -hmm. They have them in big venues. They have lots of tracks. You, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of network unless you kind of try to go to networking 
events. Um, some publishing houses put on networking events for their big authors. Uh, Nora Roberts was there one year. I went and, um, you know, you had to buy a ticket to go and, you know, meet and greet with Nora Roberts and have a drink. I don't know how, if anybody got to actually talk to her. I know that, you know, I've gone to conferences where people just were grumbling, you know, halfway through the conference or how much they hated it or, or how much it sucked. And, and I think if I were, you know, putting on the conference, I would, I would be talking to those people saying, what can we do to make this better? You know, instead of taking the attitude, look, we put, we put all we can into this, either you're going to have a good time or you're not, but it's totally up to you. Yeah. I, I think that falls to, um, to if it's a nonprofit organization um, or a professional con group, because there's certainly, uh, you know, the TED talks, um, you know, many of the, uh, the dragon con type things and stuff like that. There's, there's a machine that is well oiled that cranks those things. All right. So let me turn the corner on you a little bit. Let's say you've had a successful conference. How do they get too big for their britches? We do a conference. It's a small conference and we want to keep it that way because we want it to be not just a conference, not just a learning experience, but a social experience as well. We want people to enjoy the conference. We want them to have great things to talk, to say about the conference. I would be crushed if anyone ever said, oh my God, we're going to have a conference because we felt left out of the other conference. And I think sometimes conferences probably should assess their size. Are they serving their members? Uh, why is it that big? Is it all about money? Mm -hmm. Is it all about, I want to just grow this conference and be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that sometimes conferences lose sight of what they originally wanted it to be. You know, I think that there are conferences out there that have their mission firmly in front of them and they know what it is and they plan it with that mission in mind. I think some of the hardest things for a conference to do is define who they are. Because if they don't, other people will define who you are for you. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of those things where if you leave it up to somebody else, it may not be what you want. If you leave up, if you leave it up to somebody else, their experiences, and they have a bad experience, that's what you're going to be known for. And there are those conferences out there that have that problem. And everybody's experience is different. But again, I think that people who put on conferences should think about what's the mission. What is it that you want to provide to the conference goer? And at the end of the conference, you should be asking people that, did we meet your expectations? If they say, man, you blew my expectations out of the water, then, then you can walk around with a puffed chest and say, yay, you know, you're probably not going to do it right after the conference because you're so tired. But I think that if you go to some people or you hear through the wind, eh, it was okay. I don't know if I'd go back again. Yeah. Eh. You know, you've, you've got to have some reflection. And sometimes conferences die a natural death. You know, you look at, at book expo and they're done. They've been a, a conference. that's a huge conference. It's been around for ever. And the pandemic, I think was kind of its final nail in the coffin. They got too big for their britches. It wasn't a great experience for the publisher. Might not have been a great experience. And 
they need to assess why it got ruined, what happened there. And, and there's articles out there talking about it and assessing why, you know, did it serve its purpose? Has it met its needs? Did it die a nice death or was it a victim of its own circumstances? So that's just my opinion. You can take what you paid for it, which is nothing. And, uh, you know, but yeah. I, I think having been in both boats, t attendee and conference um, planner, I think you need to know, you, you need to decide what your mission is and are you living up to that? So what's the best conference you've gone to and why was it the best? And if you want to name it, you can, and if you don't. I've, got, I've been to so many different kinds of one. The one that was the most fun was the one that I knew was just for entertainment value. And we went to Las Vegas and, and to their, their hotel that they had that had this whole um, Star Trek ride and, you know, all that stuff. And, um, you know, you went and bought all your pictures. They had booths set up. You could talk to kind of the, the you know, the, the B-level actors. And then they had the, the A-level actors all had a presentation each afternoon. And you had preset tickets for that. So you knew where you were going to be. And, you know, you didn't have to deal with the seating issues and stuff. But, um, you know, they'd done it for a long time. They knew how to make it happen. It was not like the original, you know, ones that you see on TV. Sure. But, um, and probably some of the worst ones I've been to, um, you know, we're industry based. It was so big. You walked so far. You couldn't find the one person you wanted to talk to. There was a line of 30 people waiting to talk to the one artist you wanted to buy their stuff from. You know, it's just, it felt like all you did was walk from here to there and stand in line. And if you wanted to go to any of the, the learning events, it was, I want to say 60 bucks a half, a, a, like for a 45 minute little thing wow. and some of the ones from what they wrote in the paper you thought oh well, this will be pretty interesting and you get in there and you're like this person's an idiot what am i i'm a bigger idiot because i paid to see the idiot so uh you know so <laughs> so that one left kind of an unsatisfied uh, uh feeling what is a conference that you would love to go to that you haven't been to that it's it's your bucket list conference you know, I guess I tend towards the thinking of like, you know, the, the, the burning man, the, the Woodstock, the, you know, the whole big, you know, and, and the entertainment Chow thing. Chilla? Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Whatever that, yeah. Whatever that is. I don't know. what these Chilla? Are. So, Yeah. So, um, but the other side of the coin is they're so peopley and I just, <laughs> I just, I've discovered over COVID that I could be a hermit and not give one wit. <laughs> <laughs> not leaving the house for three weeks, you know, so it would not, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an extrovert. I like to meet new people. I mean, you know, I, that's, that is my thing, but uh, we're close enough on Zoom. I, I don't know. I think so. you bring up a good point. Cons, and we're using cons for conferences, cons, some people really get charged and energized at a conference. And I've seen other people who I know are, I won't say high energy, but, you know, are ready to go. And then they get to a con and it just, mm -hmm. they just, you know, they hit rock bottom. They're like, this is too many people. I need to go to my room. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to my quiet place, my, you know, away from everybody. Right. Has that been your experience? 
I think the longest one we went to was the one in Reno and we did the pre, um, you know, conference stuff too. And I was pretty tired by, by day four, I was dragging myself down and there were still things that I wanted. I wanted to go see all the Renaissance authors and all their costumes and sign and all the little things and stuff. So I didn't know one of them, but it was great. They look up, they look fabulous. And my, my cohorts that we had met at the conference were all uh, going, just go, I'm going to be, and you know, I'm, I'll meet you later for the dance. You know, I was by myself at that dance. <laughs> I right. came down later, you know, and they were just completely burned out. I mean, I liked meeting the authors. I liked getting the books and stuff. A lot of them gave books away and stuff. And that was yeah. pretty nifty that their publishers did that. And the one lady, my goodness, she was there everyone I went to and she always had a line around the building just about it seemed and she smiled and signed for every person got a moment of her undivided when she said thank you for being here you really felt like she meant that she appreciated you being there right. so that wasn't the same with all of them so, you know. well that that also influences your ability to have a really great conference because if they're not mm -hmm. very nice you're like oh yeah grumble, yeah grumble 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Grumble, yeah. Grumble. yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So you you don't thrive off the energy, but you don't. It doesn't suck it out of me. Yeah. 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 You know, I think that that's a lot to be said for conferences too. If they can maintain that energy level, but also give conference attendees downtime. Mm -hmm. I went to a conference, and I paid for it, and it wasn't cheap. Uh, where we had events from eight o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night. Bam, 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 bam. And it was, you're right. It was FOMO, fear of missing out. So if you mm -hmm. didn't go and you felt like, Oh my gosh, they planned all these events. And if I don't go, I don't get my money's worth. And mm -hmm. you know, cause it wasn't a cheap conference. And so by the end of the day, you're like, I'm done. You know, I just, I don't even want to eat. I want to go back to my bed. Mm -hmm. I want to go mm -hmm. back to my room, go to bed. And I saw people were like, hey, we're going to the bar. You want to go? Right. Okay, I've seen you in every single class. <laughs> and now you're going to go party? You've got to be kidding me. Right. right. I'm like, and I like, I'm very social. I, I like to think I'm very social. Mm -hmm. But I just, I'm like, you need to go away. I just, I don't even think I can look at you right now. Because mm -hmm. they were just, and every day they were like that. It was amazing. I, I, I admire their energy. And it was like. By the time we're leaving, we're dragging our, you know, our suitcase out of the hotel going, let's just get the flock out of Dodge. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and I have to say the one thing the book lovers I always enjoyed is they, they had a number of events that were 10 or 15 authors that are all wrote some, had some commonality and you would go to their yeah. event and they would have, you know, cookies and lemonade or something, you know, and you'd each author would move around all the tables. So you at least got to see all of them and they would try to sign stuff for people or whatever. And so it was awkward because we probably knew one of the 15 <laughs> authors who they were. And so they needed maybe a little different icebreaker, but, uh, but it was fun to, to get to see them all and yeah. meet the people at the table and stuff. If you're going from event to event, you have three minutes between rooms and you're dashing from one level of the hotel to the other, you really don't even talk to the person you're sitting next to. that networking can be limited in that environment. I think it can be very motivating to see a lot of people mm -hmm. all in, engaged in the same sorts of things you are and fired up about it. And now a tip of the day from the writer's toolbox.
what would you tell attendees if they're going to go to an RWA, Sisters in Crime, right, right. Um, you know, Romantic Times, which is, you know, no longer around, but mm -hmm. a book, you know, a book conference or a mm -hmm. any conference. I mm -hmm. think that the information is probably the same for any conference. What would you, what advice would you give to a conference attendee? Well, and it circles back to not having been told what was going to happen at the conference ahead of time. Before you sign up, read their information. What are they saying is going to happen there? And are there things that you go, yeah, I really want to be there. It's the main thing is what, what are they doing there that you feel like you need to go? And then just because your buddy says they're going is maybe not a I get enough reason to go, you know, but uh, <laughs> if you have something you want to hear us talk about, make some comments below. Check out our Two Chicks Talk Writing website at www.the2chickstalkwriting.com. You'll find all of our past podcast episodes there, as well as some tools and tips and freebies you can download. You can also check out our Facebook page, Two Chicks Talk Writing, and our Instagram at Two Chicks Talk Writing.